Today, I want to talk to you about the importance of an all-virtual church. People of the internet, it's HissyDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And if you'll allow me a few moments of your time, I would like to have a, a conversation with you just briefly. I would like to share with you a few things that is on my head and more well, I guess I should say more specifically in my heart. And I hope that when we have this conversation here in a few, uh, if you don't know, I'm giving you a few moments to get yourself together. You might have to, uh, you know, remove yourself or shut some things down so that we can really have this conversation. I hope that you don't take this as me yelling and screaming. And I hope and even pray that I do not uh, sound angry or frustrated, even though a lot of uh, these pieces of thought that I will address does in many cases anger and frustrate me. But I hope that that you will see this in the heart that is presented and not in the tone that it is heard. And if we can if we can deal with those those realities, I think at the end, I believe that we will achieve a great moment of understanding. So you need a few moments to get yourselves together, that will greatly be uh, something that I will not stand in the way of. And while you are preparing yourself, I would like to begin with my first piece of business. The piece of business that I, well, I have been toiting since I started this podcast. It's about having a voice. Now, I'm not going to uh, speak on that in this point. I'm going to just go ahead and roll the clip so that you hopefully can not just hear an ad, but hear a call to action. If we can do that right here in a second, that will be awesome sauce. And then, well, we'll do some things. Now, before we go, because I know you're anxious, I would like to ask you, if you can't do it this time, to consider it for the next time we have a conversation. Maybe you take this moment and do a little stretching, a little yoga, a little time of meditational thought. If you can take a few moments to do that now, I'd appreciate it. Just look down at the time of this podcast and see if you have the opportunity to do that. If that is available to you now, please, when we're having our moment of thought, please stretch not only your mind, but your body. Get them kinks out. Feel what I'm saying? Awesome. So I'm going to give you some time to do what you need to do so that we can all be on one accord, if you will. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce.
I am uh, going to sit here and do my meditation, so I'm ready. And I hope you are too for for what is what is on my brain. I have uh, been thinking uh, for a, a few minutes now since this whole uh, COVID nineteen has uh, well has it seemingly become uh, the new norm about the virtual space. I have struggled with what uh, communication looks like from a uh, encouragement perspective, entertainment perspective, educational perspective. Those have been my my three focus points. And if you want to add entrepreneurship in there uh, as the fourth, then uh, feel free as sometimes I like to dabble into that world as well. And I've been struggling through uh, the virtual space for the last, my, 10 years now? Yeah, I started on YouTube May of 2010, and we're in uh, July of 2020, so that's two years and 10 months, or excuse me, two years and two months. Huh, so, so just fast. Slow down, Brother Eric Barrett. And so in my struggle to really understand what the virtual space looks like, what this world that we now occupy, some of us by force, how we can utilize it to better do what it is that we do. I share with a few folks that I am fortunate to communicate with on the regular about how even something as simple as going to church now that we're in the age of Rona has proven to be difficult. How many of us have struggled to get down to our uh, individual houses of assembly, houses of worship. We have beaten ourselves and and drug ourselves down to these physical locations and and the process that it took to get ourselves to these particular places of worship. It was just on the astronomical side, on the horrid side that we have in many cases just become numb to because despite our challenges, going to church or not going to church is a non-starter in some of our homes. So we don't really look past, or should I say we look past the perspective that a 9 a.m. Bible class or life group just to get there on time means that you start the process around 6 or 7 a.m. Whereas now, if your life group starts at 9.30, well, you could just roll out of bed at 9.25, grab you a cup of joe. Nine times out of ten, you can do it while class is going. But if you want to be uh, more of a attentive classmate, or participant, then you might get up 15, 20 minutes early, but still, that's a long ways from 7 o'clock. 
And then we look at the price that it costs us. We have to get dressed, which takes our expense bill up from a cleanliness of clothing perspective. We have to use gas to get to our particular houses of worship, or we have to catch some type of transit. To any way you look at it, there is an expense that now that we're on the internet no longer exists. How many folks who could not participate because of these expenses that are no longer significant? Which is why I am a firm believer in not only the continuing of virtual services, but to really go gun-ho on this idea. I want and believe that in the next decade, we are going to see the greatest creation of our lifetime. We have transformed a lot of things in my young 36 years of life. I've seen us go from rotary phones to FaceTiming, asking Google to make calls for us. I dare not say that loudly because I don't want Mr. Google to hear me because then he'll start making calls and we're not about that life. You know. And now it's time. I believe it's time now for the next piece of awesome sauce. The next move in the great plethora of creationism. A completely virtual church. Now you're asking yourself, as some have uh, fought me on this subject, in which I would like to take this opportunity to respond, probably recognizing that they're not going to hear this because we have those who, let's just be real, if it's not of their opinion, then it's worthless to their ears. But for those of you who are interested in this conversation and you're willing to sit down and have this train of thought, or should I say, uh, enjoy or entertain this train of thought, thank you for that moment of blunder, I would like to express to you why I feel this is important. In some cases, I'm adding on to what I've already suggested. How often do we pay attention to the cost of transit between our, our personal lives and our corporate worship lives? And the fact that many people cannot make that trip. They cannot and are not afforded the opportunity because of their restrictions, mostly financially. But now they can. How many times have we had the discussion of it doesn't matter what you got on? Everybody knows that's not true. Oh, you can come as you are. Well, mm, yeah, no. 
You can tell me that I can come with a wrinkled shirt and some dirty jeans, but let's be real. You're going to try to find a way with our... (laughs) I'm trying not to let my frustration come out, but you know it's true. That somebody's going to try to find a way with their sedated selves to go over and look down on my brother or my sister that's got on the wrinkled clothes. Which means I, if I'm the person who has to be in that environment or has to uh, wear those particular garments, I'm not coming back. Because why do I want to be degraded in such a way? So, now that I can sit on the, the internet, on a phone call, I don't have to worry about my infirmities, my afflictions. Somebody got to come lift this wheelchair and drag me into the church because I have these disability problems. Have we ever really paid attention to people's disabilities? Oh, yes, we've made ADA sections. Yes, we've put the nice little blue handicap signs to the front door, but have we really paid attention to how hard it is? Of course not, because we have swept our own struggle and transit travels under the rug. So I can almost assure you that we have not paid attention to anyone else's challenges. So now, the virtual church, I believe, speaks volumes because it looks not just at the healthy transit problem, but it looks at those who are unhealthy. It looks at those who don't fit in the crowd, who can't make it in that environment, who feel like That world is just not for them. My thought process is how do I get you to the creator? Not how do I get my big fabulous building filled with people so that everybody can gawk over how awesome sauce we are when we make those wonderful aerial shots. No. What is an aerial shot? If everybody in here is going to hell, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I'm so sorry you asked and I have to leave you with no answer because it makes no sense to me. The next reason why the virtual church, I believe, is important because there are those who their work conditions do not meet. They clash with the hour of worship because we are in a transitional society. We're in an ever fast-paced society. And the reality or the thought process behind those who cannot make it to worship at the designated time is, well, they just need to find a job that allows for them to be able to do it. Well, I have a question for you. If you get sick, and you need to go to the hospital. Is the 11 o'clock hour the time that we shut it down? 
and hope nobody gets sick during that time? Do people not get sick during Bible class hour? I think not. What about those who are in the hospital now that are sick? Do we just say, hey, y'all calm down for about two, three hours so I can go praise Jesus? You know that's not going to happen. Do we shut down the police station? I know a whole lot of folks want to defund the police. That might be a good thing for them to do, right? (laughs) Hashtag defund. But you... What happens if crime breaks out between the hours of 9 and 2 p.m.? Do we just say stop shooting? Stop having domestic challenges? I think not. The grocery store has to be open because you got to go and get your, your nice little duds before you go to church. So somebody's got to work the store because they know you're coming. But then you want to talk about the people. Because they're there. You're just passing by, not realizing that if you didn't pass by, the store wouldn't have any business, which means they wouldn't open on Sunday, which means they could come to church. But because you got to slide in to get your little last minute chicken wings for Sunday school class. And then we talk about the people who are working there. That right there is what causes me to lose sleep at night. That right there is why I believe this concept known as the virtual church is significant because it reaches people where they are. I would like for you to consider those of you who are listening to this podcast You may be a part of the call that we have on Sunday mornings or the stream, which we will talk about at a later date as we are in our moment of lining out the laying vision, should we say. I would like for you to really understand more with me about why I am on this journey and why I believe it's important for us to continue it. I hope this first conversation has has at least planted the seed of thought and that you will continue to look for these conversations in the future. So I thank you for listening. And on behalf of the platform by which you have chosen to listen to this, may you, well, do it. it, Yeah, just do what it requires, would you please? They might want you to add, follow, subscribe, like, If you would do that, that'll make sure that you get this conversation every time or these conversations, should I say, thank you for the moment of blunder, every time they are released. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. I'm going to leave you to think about that this morning or this afternoon or evening if you're listening to this whenever. And we'll come back again with my next train of thought, my next process piece in this new journey of a completely virtual church. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters.